Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jello-Kun and Zach. Welcome back to the Bonsai Beat. As one of our listeners, Anime Joe, so elegantly pointed out, we are more comedic and freestyling than we are informative, but our intro is full of information. I think we failed here, Zach. (laughs) Well, we're on take two, so the great thing about recording it prior is no one can tell about our failures. Exactly. We literally just spent 14 minutes just, hey, how, how's it going? What's new with you? And we're like, god damn, this is terrible audio. Who wants to listen to this? <laughs> and now you know all the behind-the-scenes bullcrap. Yeah, we revealed our weakness. Our kryptonite, as it were. Uh, so, anime, let's let's talk about that instead. <laughs> I heard that's the purpose of the the Bonanza Beat. Yes, here on the Bonanza Beat, BonanzaBeat.com. You watch anything? I was so uh, busy with the terms, I have, have I I little to anything? talk about. Uh, same here. We are a terrible show. Your midterms? I, yep. Yes. <laughs> midterms kick my ass? I'm sure. No, you know what I'm doing? I have to kick my ass a new job, so. Damn it, being adult and being responsible. That's more real life than school. That's I know. scary. It is. Um, unfortunately, I haven't watched a lot of new stuff from the new season. I did check out the, um, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. Uh, what'd you call it? Episode Zero or a prequel or. Yeah, it's synopsis. like Prequel and One and Two just came out. Yeah, today. I haven't. I, like, I have one. I I haven't watched two. I haven't watched one yet either. But I started watching one, and I mean it was identical to like. I mean, I only watched Fate Stay Night last year, so it's still pretty fresh in my memory. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I mean, like it was like guy. starting like identical. I'd never seen the prequel before, so I found that really informative. How how they got, you know how uh. What's her face? Um, Rin. Rin, yeah. Tosaka got uh, Archer. I'll see she was so disappointed. Yeah, no. Well, I have a lot to say about it, so I don't know if you want me to go or not. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I watched it with my roommate uh, trying to get him into it because I'm like, you gotta. Well, speaking on topic today, we're going to be doing the our five favorite anime studios. Yep. And because that's something I pay attention to, I said. Uh, you have to watch this. Ufotable, uh, I think that's how you say it. Ufotable does animation like like no one else. Like it looks better than real life. <laughs> he was skeptical, obviously, because it was an exaggeration. But, but but like thus far, he's just seen a few shows I've watched, and we watched like Invaders together, the the comedy show John was talking about. 
Uh, what else did we watch? We watched some Toradora. Yeah. And so we've just been watching stuff casually, and he's just like somewhat into anime. Yeah. But I'm like, you have to watch like a like a good show. And Chonkawai Bebop, he'll be hooked. Right. Yeah. Well, I myself still haven't even watched all the classics. Fuck. So, the fuck is wrong with you, man? Get on, yeah. I know. I'm the, I'm the hypocrite. But anyway, I'm like, we should watch a really good show, and they're remaking Fate Stay Night. And even though Fate Zero came before it, and like this is way too much for like at this point, as I'm explaining it, he just looks totally confused because yeah. I'm, I'm going into like the the ordering of how they're made and he's see, like you shouldn't even bother and honestly I gotta say it's going on a good foot because uh, well episode zero was very good but mm-hmm. I remember I tried watching Fate Stay Night years ago and the very first episode started off with shit tons of information just thrown at you oh there's a holy grail war and here's some magic and here's this other bullshit and it was like five minutes of like non-stop talking with like bullshit happening in the background and I was like done don't care wait Fate where, Zero no 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 Fate Stay Night Fate Stay Night okay. yeah where this version just fucking starts off with um the guy waking up you know in mm-hmm. the fire or whatever mhm Anyway, continue on. Yeah, so I really liked how they did it because, uh, I guess, I want to say like in hindsight of their other series, but in reality they could have done it right the first time based on the game. But anyway, without getting nitpicky, the way they chose to do it is from two different perspectives, whereas they had episode zero from Rin's perspective and episode one uh, much similar to the original series, like you were saying. Yes. It, w- it wakes up with Shiro, the main yeah, character. Shiro, that's it. Yeah, but the prequel was just really cool because it's all from Rin's perspective and how she gets Archer. And you get into that uh, when you watch the movie. I don't know if you ever watched the movie, but no, the Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works movie is uh, all from Rin's perspective. I know, this is a little kind of hard. And, like, imagine you coming into this or anybody or coming into this show and you're like, well, what do I watch first? Mm-hmm. Now there's Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night the original. Fate State Night Unlimited Blade Works a movie, and now Fate State Night Unlimited Blade Works the TV. The show, yeah. <laughs> the show, and it's like, well, and even I, I'm questioning myself, is the movie even worth watching? Yeah, I mean, I don't think so now that they're like trying to combine the best of both with this. The movie was definitely worth watching because it was superior to the original show prior to this. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I had a hard time picking what to watch with my roommate i'm like well this is a good series and it's airing so you can watch it with me but at the same time like do you watch fate zero first i don't know i watch fate zero first but people that couldn't because it came out second didn't have the luxury of that so what is the right order (laughs) so i think you can do it either way and um he kept asking me questions he's like okay so what's the holy grail war like they didn't even mention it but then like five minutes later they'd like explain it like he was totally lost for the beginning with Rin's episode, because, like, they go right into it, and he's, like, fighting Lancer, and then they have, like, that momentary thing where they just talk, like, in that dark room, looking out the window, like, explaining everything. Yeah. So, I'm like, so like, I paused and explained it for, like, five minutes prior to that. Well, like, I, I even, even the phone, sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you there, even the phone like, call, like, from the church and stuff, like, you have to watch a show in right, some form yeah. to know, to get the subtle hint and stuff, because... 
Right, and he was like, who is that guy? And I'm like, well, I can't tell you because, like, it's a spoiler or they're going to explain it. So, like, I kept pausing, like, explaining things I thought wouldn't ruin it but, like, would still help them. And then as soon as I'd unpause, they'd, like, explain it. So I'm like, I'm just going to give up explaining because, like, they're doing a really good job. Like, in that episode zero, they did a pretty good job filling in stuff as they went, even though they went fast. Like, another great thing is it was, like, 48 minutes long. It was twice the length. Yeah, no, that, and that's actually every show. Uh, I think they're done Episode, now. Oh, okay. So it was only for it's the just the one. first two, yeah. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, I was like, I was watching. I'm like, fuck, this feels like forever. Looked down 23 minutes of 48. I was like, ah, oh, okay. But then they kept it going. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it was fast-paced, too. And what I don't get about, like, Tosaka's character is she's, like, this standoffish bitch. But yet, like, her motivation for saving Shiro, other than the fact that he got involved, um... It like, just seems so out of the blue. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the first yeah, episode. I hope they give her more purpose mm-hmm. for that. Like, I played the game briefly, but I never really learned about Rin's character because it's all from the main guy's perspective in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know what her motivations are. But yeah, it does seem weird right now because they haven't explained it. So I hope they do. Because yeah. like, before, she's like... She, yeah, like you said, she's all standoffish, and then when she finds them, like, stabbed or whatever, she's like, why did it have to be word. you? Like, yeah. she really cared about them. You're like, well, why does she really care about them? Well, the only thing I'm thinking of is that she knows that he's got the power, because she even mentions to Archer that, oh, there's a family here, but, you know, they, their name has been ruined, and, you know, they don't even have the power to fight in the Holy Grail War. You know, they're a shell of their former self. They don't, we don't have to worry about them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's obvious because we've seen the sh- we've both seen the show. You know, they're talking about Shiro and his family, right? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, question, kind of off topic, but how is your roommate uh, getting along with the subs? Uh, he likes them a lot. Okay. Um, my other best friend besides John, like, only watches dubs. Like, he can't handle the reading at the same time, but. Like, both my roommates just don't even mind reading. Oh, okay. No, that's just curious, because when you said, hey, we're going to do an anime, that's really one of the hard parts about getting people into anime is, oh, yeah, and you have to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's like culture shock. <laughs> like, it's already a different medium, and you have to sell them on reading subtitles. I've, I've definitely encountered that, but no. He, it- he prefers them. We tried to watch... We're watching Torador dubbed, because I've never seen it dubbed, so like, I wanted to do it in addition to already have seen the subs, but mm-hmm. because we watch everything else subbed, he, he complained. He's like, I think I'd prefer reading this show. Huh. I'm like, yeah, but oftentimes comedy is cool to rewatch dubbed, because like, the jokes get translated different. Yep, and probably more easy to understand. Right, yeah. Um, so how about the honorifics? Uh, what does that mean? Chan, San... Oh, he always makes fun of it, but uh, <laughs> we'll have to have him get on get on the podcast, but he has a unique perspective. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But he doesn't mind it. I mean, he doesn't interpret it either, much like I don't. I don't know what all of the different ones mean. I just know that's attached to their name, and some of them are endearing, and some are for older people, some are for younger people. Like, Have you seen the comic... Of the guy, the Japanese guy, who finds SpongeBob and becomes like a super hardcore SpongeBob fan, and he like drops out of college, and like it gets mad at people for not liking SpongeBob. 
Yeah, the the comic. I think I've read it. It's like three or four, you know, panel panels. pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And making fun of the other way around. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I really like SpongeBob. So <laughs> <laughs> that show's hilarious. I re- I relate daily life items to SpongeBob. How many panty like, raids do you go on? How many what? How many panty raids do you go on? Oh, daily. There you go. It's what. <laughs> It's what the youngsters do nowadays. Gotta stay young. There you go. Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> I know every episode. There it's you fine. go. That show is not for kids. So much humor. Yeah, well, that's why it's great. Is like the it's not like hidden humor, but it's like it's just, it, it appeals to all ages. There you go. It's relatable on different levels. Rewatching it. Like since I grown up to now, oh, I know. Like, I like, Holy shit. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Um, so I've got I haven't watched yet. Um, Psychopath season two, episode one. I've yet to watch. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I have uh, it. Fate night. Limited Play Works one. Uh, I did watch. Oh, finally, I also have a uh, the Twin Tail show. Oh, yeah. I watched like two minutes of it. I told John to go check it out. He hasn't done it yet. It's pissed. It's funny because the girl's like, he's like checking them out and they get pissed off at him. They're like, the fuck? Stop staring at me. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, though. I'm going to. But I did watch Yao Mushipeto. I think it's Granada, Gr- Grenade Road, Grande Road. I think it's Grande. <laughs> Granada. It's Granada like Road. The Africa. <laughs> it's a war zone. <laughs> Um, seriously. Okay. So, the original show was like 48 episodes. Mm-hmm. Actually, let me check. 30-something. Yeah, I think it was like... So, um, like, I swear, 12 episodes, maybe a little less, 8, were dedicated to the final big race called the Inner High. The show ended with nothing in the middle of day two. <laughs> Guess where the fuck this show picks up? Day three. Not even. Day two. They day have... How, how long is three kilometers? Any idea how long three uh, kilometers is? In five miles? miles. It's five miles. Okay. Right? They have five miles left of the day. No, actually, it's less. Is I'm it? thinking of a three... Or a 5k that you run is 3 miles so a 3k must be less than 3 miles for sure whatever so it's like 2 miles <laughs> let's see no not even 1.8 yep according to yield google so anyway so 1.8 miles fuck this, this show I like it but they spend the entire say, time if just talking. If they're talking. racing, that should take no time because yeah. I can do that in no time on my bike, and I'm exactly. not a bike racer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's much more the same. That's all. Hmm. Literally, they're just like, "Hey, we're here now," and talk, 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 yeah. and they still have to go. They're not even done yet. It's like, goddamn. <laughs> um, I tried watching that Parasite show. I couldn't get into it. Which one is that? I don't know. Something with some weird monster thing eats some old woman. 
the very beginning, and then this guy wakes up with a monster for a hand, and yeah. Hmm. I tried and I failed. Nah, I still have some of the shows I want to watch. The only, the only ones I watched was Log Horizon 2, which is good, again. Better than Sword Art Online. Although, are you current with that? I not. Okay. I slept well, all day today, so, like, I have done nothing. Well, I then, meant to watch it. We're not even going to talk about it until next time, because I just started a new arc. Yeah, I, I heard it was... Because, like, it's, one was a recap and one was a new arc. Yeah, I watched a 14.5, and really, I just kind of skimmed through, because, like... I was going to say, I didn't watch literally. it, I just skipped to, like... Yeah, like every five minutes, and I'm like, this is just a recap. Exactly. Everyone was like, there's nothing new. So I was like, fuck it. Done. Um, I heard it had something to do with... Now As- uh, Asuna is going to be like your main character, and something about some ancient sword or something. So, all i got to ask is, is it another new game? No. Well, it's in AFL. Ugh. See the way they made it seem AFL just seem like a like chat game where you can just fuck around. There was never yeah. any like after us after Asuna was rescued. It's just the, like the, where the they game, go to chill. Yeah, the game has turned into like. But no, now there's uh, some like nothing. big crisis. Gotcha. So. All right, I'll check it out. But I don't know how she's the main character because currently they have like seven characters, and that, that is true. The the new character is there too. Shinan, Shinan. She's like fuck Gun Gale. I'm the greatest. Yeah. She she now has cat ears and cat tail and bow and arrow. Oh Jesus! She has like the same character model as Silica, uh-huh. but is taller nice. and has blue hair. And Kirito grabs her tail in this episode. Oh man, that Kirito. Akirito. Um, so Log Horizon's still better than all that nonsense. Really? <laughs> Should I really check out season one? Of Log Horizon? Yeah. No. Like, it's better than Sword Art, but, like, those shows aren't even that good to me. Gotcha. I like video games plenty, but, like, the genre is average. I'll watch it. It's not bad. Like, the best out of all those genres was Excel World. So if you've seen that, then you're done. Yeah, very true. <laughs> I wish there was more Excel World. Yeah, me too. I wish they would have uh, waited and stuck to the the source material because I read the light novel after I saw the show, and uh, the source material is way better. But instead, they added some random arc and then just ended it. Damn. Much like how they ruined Claymore by not waiting for the manga and just adding an end where they killed Priscilla and Gantz. Yeah, probably a lot of shows just to squeeze episodes out of it to end the season. And then I have Chica downloaded, but I haven't watched it. Actually, I don't have anything downloaded because that's on Crunchyroll. Um, there's probably a few more I wanted to watch. The only other one I watched besides Fate Stay Night, Log Horizon. Uh, well, I'm not going to rename them all. But besides the ones I talked about, it was Trinity 7, which it says, unfortunately, I didn't read the synopsis. It looked very assassin-like, and I... Uh, even though every time I talk about it, I'm like, well, maybe I don't like assassin shows or magic shows. Oh, wait, I I, I said I don't like magic shows, but assassin shows can still be good. Yeah, is there one like, where they like, kill their teacher before he turns into, like, a, like, geek blur, he, like, blows up the earth? No, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but this is says in the romantic it's called, comedy. Like, sorry, go ahead, sorry. 
This one just says, in a romantic comedy, sometime serious magical school story. So, I have to give it up. <laughs> this guy, like, gets, like, trapped in an alternate world or whatever, and then he goes to the school where they're all girl magicians, and it's just, like, so much fan service. It wasn't what I wanted. So, I was tricked. It looked very dark initially, and the opening was really cool, and then it, the show wasn't good. And then I'm staying current with uh, my roommate on Akame Got Kill, which is the assassin show. And it's really good. So, Gotcha. Yeah, yeah there's one called like Assassination Homeroom or something like that. Hmm, no, I haven't seen that. It sounds a lot like uh, Battle Royale. Let's see. There's something. Assassination Classroom. That's what it's called. Hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, that's about it. Although, you know, doing research in today... Doing research in today's studio stuff... I ended up watching a new show. It's an OVA. Um, by a studio. Um, oh, who is it? I think it was uh, Studio... I'm looking here. Studio someone. Oh, it was Zex. Z-E-X-C-S. Zex. Hmm. And I ended up watching this anime called uh, Nozo X Kimmy. What does that mean? Do we know? Uh, basically, it's the character's names. Okay. Last name. What is it about? It's the stupidest thing. So, this guy, um, Sugo Kimio, basically finds his friends, like, sniffing the dresses of, like, girls in the, the girls' locker room. So, he, like, they push him out of the way and end up pushing him into the girls' locker room. And I, I they did a terrible job explaining this. But he hit his head. <laughs> And so he ended up being in there for a while. And then, like, you know, the girls were coming in to change. So he jumped in someone's locker. And the girl ended up opening the locker on finding him in there. But she didn't scream or anything. And basically, she uh, is enamored with him to a degree. She's, like, emotionless and stuff. And she she never gets excited. So... She makes a deal with him that she will not tell anyone about finding him in her locker if they expose each other to each other when she wants. And they're neighbors in like an apartment building so they can see into each other's rooms. I don't like it. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? And then... <laughs> Why'd you pick this up? I don't know. I was curious. You just saw it? Like, well, the studio I found like, it on their website, <laughs> and they had a promo video for it. Uh, and then I read the first chapter of the manga, which was really, it was, yeah, it was okay. In hindsight, it wasn't really good. No, because then the first episode is about this big-breasted chick who's scared of her, who basically is like, hides her boobs and stuff, because she's like, her, she's always getting leered at and stuff. So to help her overcome this, the guy has to, like, stab her in a swimsuit. 
This is like bottom of the barrel shit. Sounds like John could get in on this. John would probably love it. <laughs> I guarantee you he would. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, it, it is fan service for the sake of fan service. See, and like the, the Magic sh- that's the Trinity right. 7 one I picked up was like somewhat compelling. And then like they just throw random fan service and like dialogue lines in for like it totally broke up like their train of thought. It doesn't even make any sense. Like somehow these shows think they'll do better and maybe they do with normal audiences that just by breaking up the normal show with random stuff to pander to fan service it somehow makes it better. Like uh I like I wouldn't label myself as a prude or whatever. Like I really liked high school DXD. That show's awesome and really funny. But that's because they knew what they were doing with it. These shows just throw in random stuff to break it up, like to break up my normal genre shows. Yeah, and this, I mean, this is one of those shows where it's just kind of like, it's it's Ichi for the sake of Ichi, but there's no nudity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a guy. What do you expect? High School DXD is really good, yeah. so. <laughs> no, it's not. But that has nudity, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's about it. Um, I don't know, I just, I've not heard anything from this season about anybody be like, oh my god, you gotta check this out. Yeah, I haven't really been reading anything though either, so I don't know. So, yeah. Um, guess we'll move on then. Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Um, is there anything you're excited to go back and go, maybe go check out that's already aired or, you know, an older show? I was just looking at my watching list and saw I have 23 shows I'm supposedly watching, which I know is untrue, so I have to figure out what I actually do want to watch is what I was thinking to myself. But some one show that keeps coming up that looks interesting that I haven't seen yet is the, let's see, the, the Penguin Drum. Ooh. <sighs> that is a can't... tough one because it's good. The first half is good. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a mind fuck. <laughs> it's by the same person who created, um, um, god damn it, now I can't think of the name. It's super duper popular. I don't know. Alright, it's by the same creator of Utena. And that had a bunch of symbolism and visuals and stuff like that. Like, the show's. Same thing with Penguin Drum. It's full of symbolism and, you know, and, what do you call it? Like, uh, hidden messages or meetings. Like, you're supposed to go find the meaning of stuff and what they're showing you. It's one of those kind of shows. Interesting. Um, I really liked the first half. I didn't particularly enjoy the second half. Um, You know, get, get past the whole fact of the plot because it is kind of far-fetched and you're like uh okay I really liked Ringo she was my favorite character she's this super crazy stalker chick who stalks her teacher and thinks like she'll be in love with him and she and does crazy shit like hide underneath his house and to sleep underneath his house (laughs) yeah so I have that and uh Ergo Proxy because I watched the first episode of that and it was really good but then I for some reason didn't go back to it 
Ah, uh, I couldn't get into Oracle Proxy myself, but good luck, man. I thought the first one was really cool. Hmm. I like the style, and I like the darker, like mystery. Yeah, it's type a very shows. interesting, f- interesting art style. And um, when I look at Oracle Proxy, I always think of the main singer from um, Evanescence. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know her name, but yeah, the main girl that even has the same uh, mm-hmm. eye makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Evanescence, the anime. Mm-hmm. And she shoots With, people. Yeah. Well, the first like episode had a really cool fight scene, and it has like this really mysterious plot, so it looked it looked cool. Ooh. So yeah, those are the two ones I want to watch. Apparently both know. of them are sort of like mindfuck. So. Yep, pretty much. All right. We should probably get into uh, DVD picks, shall we? <laughs> not news. Nope, not news. Not news indeed. It's another week and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Woo! DVD picks. Woo! All right. We got DVD picks. It's almost the end of the year. Goddamn, only a couple more months. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. It's almost Halloween. What am I going to be for Halloween? should be a Neon Cat. No. Or better yet, a Neon Vampire. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I have to decide soon. I'm go going go be parts. a nudist beach member. Yeah, I should. I have the abs for that. There you go. I'll be the, the undercover teacher guy. Walk around with a fanny pack covering your junk. Mm-hmm. I might need two fanny packs. <laughs> uh, okay. So, this week, next week, what do we got coming out? All kinds of fun stuff. We have got, ooh, Kill a Kill. Volume 2. Yep. Ooh, it's so expensive. It is. I can't afford. I know. Bayonetta. Bloody fate. Bruh. I don't know what that's um, about. I know the second game's coming out soon. Yeah, actually, it's already, it's already out. Oh, okay. Well, yep. it's already out. Yep. A letter to Momo. Um, I think it's supposed to be pretty good. I don't know what that is. Uh, I don't either, but for 20 bucks, I think I will find out. <laughs> um, Sunday Without God. God. No, you liked that show, didn't you? Yeah, that show was really good. Well, I'm hesitant to say really good, but I enjoyed it. That was one of the better shows of whatever season it came out. Three seasons ago. I watched it last winter, I think. I distinctly remember watching it in my old dorm room last school year. So There you go. And then some bullshit samurai. Warriors. <laughs> the bullshit game. samurai. The bullshit samurai. Uh, we got Nadesco. Uh, sorry. Nadeco. Nadeco Medusa. Yeah. Card captured Sakura the movie. Sherlock Hound. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go again. Certain magical index. Yeah, notice how there isn't an LE near that? Yeah, they don't give you a box. Every fucking time. No, the first time they did. I have the Railgun box set. But Railgun 2 and Index 2, you can't get a box. Because Funimation is the worst. Yep. Boycott. Yep. Dragon Ball Z Season 8. Jesus Christ, super duper release. Uh, Blu ray. Fairy mm. Tale Part 12 and 13. 
Ghost in the Shell Arise. Now, these are the interesting things. Funimation's releasing these, but they're the import editions. They're not getting a dub for quite some time. Mm. And I think they're super expensive. Oh, 40 bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Were you ever a big Ghost in the Shell fan? No, uh, my friend Zach is. Uh, we've got Hellsing Ultimate, One Piece, uh, Hakuden, Eight Dogs of the East, and finally Pokemon Indigo League. Uh, That's kind, really kind of a lame week. Yeah. It's a lot of just stuff that has been airing forever. I mean, kill or kill, <laughs> I'd say. And that's probably about it, to be honest. For mine, Sunday Without God. That show is pretty good. Yeah, I'd say that too. I, I think I'm going to definitely go check that out. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, shit. There's a new High School DXD show coming out. Really? High School DXD new. Oh, that's season two. Yeah. It's been out for probably half a year, but I haven't watched it because I'm waiting for the dub. So when that comes out, I'll be able to watch it. Oh, well, there you go. That's like the only show that I refuse to watch subbed because like, the humor isn't as good. Gotcha. That and the Blu-ray uncensored version isn't out, so... There you go. How will I watch it without English and uh, uncensored titties? Yeah, exactly. The show just won't be as good. Yeah. They, they handle fan service, right? Oh, and also, my mental choices are completely interfering with school romantic comedy. Comes out that same week. There you go. <laughs> Which, yeah. that show is hilarious subbed, so... I'm gonna watch it. Well, if it's dubbed, I will... Eh, it's Sentai. Well, let's find out what we're getting, because... No you gotta watch the sub. It was it was good. I did try watching the sub. Oh, it's too much reading. Yeah, it was. They ran. They like talked a million miles a second, and it was like all they did, like just stood there and talked. It's like do something. No, Damn I like it. talking. Let's see. Let's look. Because knowing Sentai, you're probably getting duh, subbed because it's Sentai. Ah, snafu. There we go. My teen romantic snafu. No, not that. That's what it is. I don't, I don't care about that show. That's it's exactly the men- it my is. mental choices are interfering with my romantic life or whatever. I thought that was this one. They just renamed it something. No. The snafu is... the sh- I watched that. That's like with the guy and the two girls. Yeah. Um, That one was good. I oh, like the sub. Oh, yeah. The mental choices You're, one is yeah, what I was yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one like where you said must... it was like, you pick an option. They, yeah. They pick, okay, I gotcha. So he's like forced to pick an option, and that was hilarious. And the girls are funny, too. So. Okay, here we go. Uh, man, the character's eyes are like really fucked up. Are they? They're like super... Here, look. Let me send you the cover. Um, I don't know. The characters just look... <laughs> it's almost uh, like anime isn't real. Yes. No, they just look super moe and just their eyes, the coloring of their eyes just aren't the normal, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I, I love the coloring scheme for this show, though. Uh... It's so bright. English subtitles. It has the uh, best opening of, like, all time. Yeah. No, 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 uh, no English dub. Oh, well, I mean, it was a good sub, so whatever. There you go. All right, so we're going to start doing a new... Well, I should say feed. I don't even want to call it a feature. Just, you know, for the longest time we've been doing reviews. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it can be challenging with, you know, work life and 
all that sort of stuff. And really, um, you know, we, every year we do a top five favorite shows of the year at the end of the year. Usually it's about a, you know, ten minute episode and, or, you know, this last year we actually incorporated it into a complete episode. And, um, you know, Zach had the good, had a great idea saying, you know, hey, why don't we pick other topics and use them for other show uh, ideas other than just, you know, while we're reviewing this, while we're reviewing that. Um, so, as we said in the beginning of the show, Zach suggested that we do our top five studios. And we've got other uh, topics in mind as well. We'll still be reviewing stuff. It's just uh, we want to kind of branch out and hopefully generate some uh, feedback from you guys, the listeners, and just uh, branch out because, I mean, I've been watching anime for eight and a half years now, and, uh, you know, it's a lot of anime, but, uh, you know, you normally don't hear a lot about what what's going on, you know, what, who's your favorite voice actor or, you know, things of that nature. So, yeah. Right, yeah, there's so much uh, social media, different forums now that, like, you might get a play-by-play opinion by everyone on different episodes even, never mind the whole show. So, like, Well, that's where i got to say one thing. I mean, I'm, that's the one thing I hate about anime. Is if you're <laughs> yeah. not watching current, no one seems to really give a shit. Right. Unless it's like, I mean, back when I started watching anime, Reddit didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And all there was was, like, forums. And it seemed like anybody talked about was current, Airing anime. I remember I wanted to talk to people about um, the the second raid had just been released in in America. You know, at the time I had no idea that it had been released. You know, maybe a year or two. You know, original airing. But um, you know, I was really into Full Metal Panic at the time, and there was like no one you could talk to about it. Mm. You know, everyone was, and it's still true today. What does everybody talk about? Current airing shows dominate everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, there's, ver- there's very little room for uh, new fans to get into like the medium because h- how do you ever play catch up unless yeah. you spend all your time doing it? Because in- you have all these diehard fans or people more free time that already caught up to the most current stuff. Well, and look at stuff like you know, uh, f- I don't know, I-, I don't visit a lot of things. Reddit's my main hangout now. Just because it's convenient and... But, I mean, back when I started, it was uh, anime on DVD forums. Anime News Network forums. Hmm. You know. You know, anime... New anime to me was stuff I'd found, um, you know, rental and rented or, you know, whatever. New releases. At the time, I had no idea. I remember watching My Hime and... Finding out, like, Volume 7 hadn't been released yet. Like, I'd watched all six volumes, and I was like, I waited, like, two and a half months to keep watching it, unaware that fan subs even existed. <laughs> like, I had no idea for the longest time about fan subs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a different age, and I tend to avoid Reddit and forums in general just because I don't enjoy hearing... Uh, well, I can prove why they're bad opinions. I forgot if we talked about this uh, previously when we had John, but much like how 
uh, people are self-selecting and how they rate shows and like the my anime list rating is biased and we talked about it how because of self-selection bias it would end up being not accurate well much like that for reddit is you get people that are only passionate enough to post so like if i'm really upset or really excited about something i'm going to post and do you ever get an average opinion? No. So you get a whole bunch of hype threads about Sword Art, and you get a whole bunch of bashing threads off of one episode because the Reddit hive mind was self-selecting and making a post about something they're upset, which it's only natural for humans to do, but the reason it doesn't work is because of that. So I just avoid getting my opinions and stuff from places like Reddit. Eh, I don't want to bother me. I've gotten past this age of, like, caring that much. But I do enjoy, like, seeing other people's opinions on an episode. Especially if it's like, I just got done watching it, and it's like, oh, no, everyone else liked it. Or, yeah, that was a great episode. I wonder what other people think. No, it's not even about caring. What I'm saying is the stuff you're reading is selected. That They're self-selecting in who posts. So it means you're only going to read stuff based on, like, what you're saying, whether it's good or bad. You'll get no average opinions because there's no incentive for people to post if it was just average. Gotcha. So I don't like it. Gotcha. But yeah. Anywho. Um, but yeah, so we're going to start doing these top five things. Not every week, but, um, you know, definitely like, uh, you know, these are our opinions and I'd love to hear your opinions. And, you know, everyone has a different, and really, I found this really challenging because I don't pay attention to the studios too often. Mm-hmm. I usually let a show just, I watch a show with no info other than, oh, the story is based around this. Oh, that sounds interesting. Or, hey, that promo art looks really interesting. Or I see a clip of it online. And you're like, oh, that seems interesting. And you check it out. I'm not one of those people who are like, oh my god, uh, you know, Brainspace is creating this show. I've got to watch it because they created 80 other shows I like. Mm-hmm. So, that's just me. How did you think, how how did you find a challenge, uh, how how difficult was this for you to create company list? Uh, you're a newer anime fan. Yeah, well, I was a newer anime fan. Well, I'm not sure how much of weight that played, but... The thing I found difficult is discerning studio from favorite show. It's like, we talk about studio, and or we don't really talk about it, I mean, is the point. Like you said, you don't really get into it, and like, sure, I can associate some favorite shows I have. Like, I really like Toradora. Does that mean I like the studio? Maybe not. What else do they do, you know? So for me, the challenging part was actually to even gather enough knowledge to be able to decide. <laughs> Because I didn't want it to turn in like to top five shows. Because like, I could pick top five shows I really like. Like, Trigger, is that my favorite studio? Well, I always say it is because I love uh, Little Witch Academia and Kill the Kill, but it's not on the list because, like, technically that's that's not my favorite. Like, from a studio standpoint, they've had two shows I like, and I don't know if that's because they're going to make every show like that or not. So, to me, it was just to get enough knowledge to be able to defend my opinions without just using the show. It's a crutch. Yep. Nope, I hear you. All right. Do uh, you want to go first? Sure. So, my number five, and sorry, I'm eating a cough drop, recovering from my illness, um, is Ufotable. Oh, excuse me. Ufotable was my number five, and we mentioned it earlier, I believe. I don't remember if it's when we redid it or uh, 
I'm pretty sure he got in this cut of our podcast, <laughs> was uh, it was based on Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night, mainly, just because I love how they handle directing the animation and whatnot. Here, let's see if I can bring up. I have to go to the list so I can read what else they did. So, yeah, the only things I've watched from them are Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, as of recently, and the first movie in the, the Garden of Sinners. I remember I watched that movie a few months ago and we talked about it. And it was just like a lot of story, and there's like seven of them. I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it, but the animation is just like. They handle lighting like the best I've ever seen, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, you've seen Fate Zero, right? Yeah. No, I have not. But you're right. You've Fate seen Fate, pictures of yeah, it. Yeah, they've seen pictures. Really good animation. And the the um, Garden of Sinners is really well done, too, uh, mm-hmm. visually. Right. They handle lighting extremely well, which is cool because most of their genres are like somewhat magic and uh, like the spells look really cool because they're all bright and then the characters like because a lot of the anime shows in my opinion suffer from like the super colorful bright syndrome and no game no life took it to the max with their like super stylized rainbow art (laughs) as i call it rainbow bright but yeah a lot of anime even though that's the style and it looks good most of the time use a lot of simple cell shading and it doesn't look as good as some of the more complicated shadings so uh that was mostly based on aesthetics i don't know this one's hard it was my number five because like i didn't have a lot of reasons other than the animation so i put it in number five and i haven't seen a lot of shows from it so it was it made the list in top five because of that but i don't know what else to say about it really I hear you. Alright, number five for me was Manglobe. Manglobe okay. was established on uh, February 7th, 2002 by former employees of Sunrise. The studio's name was a bad romanization of Mangrove where the studio was meant to be uh, an ecosystem where various ideas and talent could create new shows. Hmm. Yeah. So, in the studio's early years they produced Samurai Champloo their very first show. They oh. also did uh, Ergo Proxy and Michiko Tuhachin. Um, all three of those were original works. Uh, the first two shows finding more success in the West than Japan. Michiko Tuhachin, although praised, did abysmal sales in Japan. And after that, it appeared that Manglobe changed course, creating shows of established light novels such as uh, The Sacred Blacksmith. House of Five Leaves, The World Only God Knows, and Hayate, the Combat Butler. The Sacred Blacksmith is seen as Manglobe trying to get into the Moe market, uh, as the art style looks very similar to K-On, and they even casted Yui's voice actor as the lead character. I hated that show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got into Manglobe because of Hayate, the Combat Butler, season one, with the bright, clean art, and interesting art style of the show I couldn't stand what the, although I couldn't stand what they did with the art style in uh, in later seasons as they made them more moe and updated with like hair lows and 3D eyes <laughs> 3D eyes it, it, was, it was yeah it was really weird uh, I'm also a big fan of The World Only God Knows 
And I guess I give Mangalore my top five because in my top five because I'm hopeful for what they'll be doing in the future. Um, their last, their actually show next, their latest show, Samurai Flamenco, is their first original art. You know, since or I should say their first original show, not based on anything since huh. Michiko Tohachin. That's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess I can throw that comment in for Ufotable, just because this season had Fate Stay Night. I'm just like so excited for what they're going to do with that. So there you go. Number four. My number four overlaps with your number, somewhat. Madhouse. I don't know what number you have that as. I have that as number one. So I guess oh, we'll wow. talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, about, I'll mention Madhouse after you're done then too. All right. So I got Madhouse's number four, and I'll discuss something less popular by them. Um, my favorite show that they have a role in is Gunslinger Girl, and I think most people are familiar with Madhouse because of stuff like uh, uh, Death Note and Trigun, which I've seen Death Note, I haven't seen Trigun. And they even did the first Beyblade when I was doing research, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I didn't know that. And a part owner in them is Walt Disney Company, which is extra interesting. Yep. So some some fun facts. I'm sure you have more history since it was your number one. But I was going to talk about Gunslinger Girl, and it's uh, it's an important show to me because it was the second anime I ever watched. Well, I mean, I'm saying that with like the caveat of excluding Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon and stuff. But, like, once I got into it in college, I watched Full Metal Brotherhood, Gunslinger Girl, and then Angel Beats, like, in that order. <laughs> so, my roommate uh, at the time, who I don't live with anymore, but he still goes to the same school, uh, we watched Gunslinger Girl, and um, he's, like, the basketball, football jock. Like, he's the opposite of someone that would you'd picture watching anime, especially a show like Gunslinger Girl, where it's just all girls with guns and... We did watch it dubbed, so at least it didn't. he's one of the people that would get turned off by subs. So anyway, with all that backstory, uh, without turning it into picking based on your favorite show, which is what I'm kind of doing in this case, uh, Gunslinger Girl is really interesting because the first season is way different than the second season. I don't know if you're familiar with the show. I am. You are? Yeah, well, the first season had a much larger budget, and you get to see great realistic-type animation when you think, like, Death Note. uh, Realistic animation might be the wrong word, but, like, the art style in general, the people look more (laughs) people-like, you could say. So Gunslinger Girl does that really well in the first one. And then in the second, they switch completely, and the whole animation and all the characters look different. And it's kind of off-putting and weird, but at the same time, it like it sh- it to me the reason it made the list is because it it gave Madhouse a chance to showcase their strength because even with a low budget, like they still did really well on the characters and I love the plot of the second season more than I like the first one. So to me, it really exemplifies their strengths as a studio because even suffering some of their like without being able to do some of their animation they're familiar with uh, due to budget constraints, they still made a great show and. I know a few fans of Gunslinger Girl, and even though they're both different, uh, generally people like both seasons. So, so that was I thought that show offered them a really cool dichotomy to show off their studio. Definitely, um, yeah, Madhouse. 
I chose as my number one because I've watched most of their shows. I've watched about 20 of the shows that they've either produced or had a hand in. And looking over Anime News Network's list of things they've worked on is just fucking huge. And mm-hmm. they didn't, you know, they weren't always a primary uh, animation producer for the entire show. They had a lot of hand on, like, like I'm looking at, like, Beck on going on Chop Squad. They were, you know, they did all the backgrounds. Mm. You know, well, you know, Madoka Magica, you know, they did the in-betweens and things like that. Um, so, uh, founded in 1972, and a fun fact is that they own the animation rights to the Peanuts comic strip. Huh. Do you have any idea what that is? Yeah. Now Snoopy. Yep. And Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. Yep. So, I've watched most of the shows from Studio Madhouse, and... They keep bringing a mix of different genres to the table, and uh, usually they have pretty high animation values. That's all I really said. Um, you know, uh, it's one of those things that they've, they've been around for so long, they just build this eclectic catalog, and it's almost like looking over so much of their stuff, it's like, holy shit, they had a hand in a lot of good shows, like Science Gate and, and Madoka Magica, and just a bunch of shows. Yeah, that, like Death Note. Yeah, Death gone. Note, exactly. More recently, uh, No Game, No Life, even. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, holy shit, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, they're so busy. They kind of got their hands over every, a little bit of everything, you know, doing full shows to, you know, helping other uh, animation studios with their work as well. Yeah, that was one cool thing about doing this top five is like, there's a lot of smaller studios that only had like a small part in making the show. But, like, I saw how many different shows they helped on that I liked. I'm like, wow, this is someone I liked that I didn't know. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, n- number four for me was Dentsu. Okay. So, Dentsu was uh, founded in 1901. And you're probably thinking, hey, that's wrong. Because, you know, anime didn't start until 1963. <laughs> yeah. It's not exactly a studio, but it has helped turn out a lot of anime. We know it's one of the uh, biggest, uh, it's actually one of the biggest advertising firms in the world. And it's even traded on the Tokyo Stock Exchange. In 2003, Dentsu acquired Pioneer Entertainment Laserdisc. Um, They then also bought the studio, which also came with the studio, Rondo Robe. Not familiar with any of their works before they were bought. And they formed Genion Entertainment. Um, we may know, you may have heard of Jenny on Entertainment, if you're a longtime fan, because of Jenny on USA, which was also a subsidiary of Dentsu in America. And at one point was probably, arguably, the number one or number two, uh, anime, uh, licensor in release in America, mm-hmm. behind Funimation. And really, depending on where you, you know, where, where if you like their shows and stuff. Um... And, uh, let's see. Uh, and they also have majority stakeholder in Madhouse. Huh. Yeah. But that's, uh, that tie-in to our last one. Yep. Perfect. Uh, in 2009, Genion merged with Universal Pictures Japan. And as of December 2013, they're now known as NBC Universal Entertainment Japan. Uh, notable anime titles include uh, Afro Samurai, Angel Beats, Anohana, and Bleach. No. Um, they also assisted in some way in one of my favorite shows, uh, Kids on the Slope and Psych- Psychopaths and Tokyo Magnitude 8.0. Uh, 
Uh, I also enjoy Dentsu because they offer a large and device, device, can't speak diverse top types of shows to watch, and you don't put themselves in a uh, one genre or another, such as other studios. And I also think because their company is so big and they're so tied to the entertainment industry, they can get really good music composers to perform the soundtracks of their anime shows. I mean, look at things like Death Note, Kids on the Slope, Angel Beats, mm-hmm. you know, Afro Samurai. Yeah, uh, Blast of Tempest or whatever the show me and John watched a few seasons ago was also uh, also them, and that had a great soundtrack. Huh. So that's why I picked Dead Two for number four. Um, I definitely didn't know all that stuff about them. Uh, I mean, I was really shocked to even hear that, like, you know, um, what's his name? Short, uh, what's the guy's first name? His last name is Schultz, who owns the, who did the Peanuts. Um, his name's Will. Will Schultz. Hmm. I'm not familiar enough to know that. <laughs> okay, well, they're from the guy was from Minnesota, and I was, you know, being from Minnesota, um, you know, you just kind of learn all that shit in school. Hmm. But, and we also had like Mall of America, you know, Camp Snoopy used to be called before Nickelodeon bought out the rights. Um, anywho, yeah, Will Schultz. I was really surprised that like, you know, I mean, a Japanese company pretty much owns the animation rights. I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I mean like, when's the last time you heard like a new, you know, Snoopy show even coming out? Right, yeah. But it's like, I'm surprised that they haven't done anything with it either because it's like I don't think they'd change the animation by any means I mean everyone knows what Snoopy and and you know who the fuck would want to watch like an anime version of Charlie Brown nobody yeah but still that was kind of interesting that they had the rights to them I also found it really interesting that you know NBC Universal you know essentially Comcast in America now Mm -hmm. you know is all wrapped up in that yeah that's that's cool that it was made like over a hundred years ago so basically, you know, it's just a big conglomerate buying up parts. It's just, it's just an umbrella. To we're, a bigger we're so company. informative this this episode. Yeah, take that, anime Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get out your notepads. Uh, open your history books. Yes. So that's my number four. What's your number three? My number three is Kyoto Animation, which uh, is known for probably Haruhi and Lucky Star. Yep. But they have other shows like uh, Nichijo, Kaon, and Chibundo. You, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I never say that, myself. Chibundo, love and I just know it has the great title of like the. Regardless of my delusions of grandeur, I want to get a date or something. Yeah. But so yeah, that was my number three because this is uh, opposite of what you just covered. It's an example of a studio that really typecasts itself into like the comedy uh, moe genre. Yes. So you have all the, the cute girls doing cute things. Like Haruhi might be sort of an exception to that, but Kaon and Lucky Star definitely are the, that show. They're like the same. I, so. I, I actually had Kyoto as number two. Oh, wow. All the overlap. Yeah. Well, then I guess uh, before you go on. I think their crowning achievement, the best thing I liked from them was the Haruhi movie. The disappearance of Haruhi Suzumiya. Yeah, that and that the art too was like such a huge uh notch up from mm-hmm. the shows. Like right. it actually was like, Holy shit, look at this. 
when they have time. I mean, when you're doing a movie, I mean, they probably have, obviously they have a, we need to have this done by X date, but, you know, when it's like 90 minutes or an hour or whatever the movie was, it was amazing what the art style, that was one of the best things about the show. The story was very well well done too, but the art was just, the scenes when they're outside when it's snowing and stuff, Mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. So that's that was my favorite, and it's just like such an opposite to like you said, Lucky Star, where it's like super stylized, bright. Yep. So, well, then you can talk about it for your number two. Yeah. So number two, I picked Kyoto Animation. I said it's uh, also known as Koi Kyo Annie. Is usually what people refer to it as. Mm-hmm. It was founded in 1981, um, and this com- uh, as the company is affiliated with. Uh, Studio Sunrise, actually. And it's also a parent of, of the studio Animation Do, which I'm not familiar with. <laughs> um, so, uh, God damn it, sorry. Um, I hate reading and word doesn't work out too well. Uh, they're best known for their shows. I call them otaku anime, such as Lucky Star, Haruhi Suzumiya, and their Moe show, Kion. <laughs> they also created doing cute things. Yes, they also created one of my favorite shows that got me into anime, Full Metal Panic. I would also maybe even say go as far as Katakawa uh, Studios had a good hand in that too. Um, but uh, some of their newer shows are Free, Tamako Market, and Love Chinbo, and other delusions. Mm-hmm. So that is Kyoyani. Uh Number three for me. And probably the most well-known out of any studio, if you were to tell me, like, pick your top three, mm-hmm. the number one, the number three I can name off the top of my head, and probably the most memorable shows for me, uh, Studio Key. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to guess you would pick. <laughs> Key is Moe, and Moe is Key. Known for their Fair adult enough. visual novels, and which put you as the main character... Uh, Key has produced the most successful visual novels into anime series, such as Canon, Canon 2006, which is a uh, visual, visually updated version, uh, probably most well-known of the Canon series, Air, Clannad, and Little Busters. And I'll be honest, Little Busters I know nothing about. Little Busters was a great game, I actually. It's one of the, like the three visual novels I've ever played. Yeah. But the show I tried watching and it was really bad. I think most people agreed it was. But anyway, great yeah. job on the visual novel. Outside of little, uh, little Busters, I've seen all of Key shows and I love them. They mm-hmm. always, I've always said that the the Key Studio profits are in tears because are the form of tears because <laughs> every one of their shows will make you cry. Uh, Angel Beats, my favorite show. There you go. They have a distinct art style. And would even go as far as to say that they are responsible for making Moe what it is and why it became popular. When you see a key show, it's like you almost know it's them because they all look very, very, very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, part of the Moe charm is the girls are young and innocent looking and they are very attached to the main character uh, and usually they're flawed. I can see where people get upset uh, the way the girls are portrayed 
as airheaded, shallow, and always seeking approval. And really, Air, Cannon, Clannad, all make, uh, are all really cookie-cutter shows to a degree. Either way, they, either way, Key knows how to make emotional shows that will keep anyone watching or playing the visual novels uh, invested. And I, for one, will never forget any of their shows as it left a big mark on me as an anime fan. I like it, yeah. I kind of wanted to put that on there, but I was afraid I'd I'd play favorites because the only show I actually finished from them is uh, Angel Beats. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I should have talked about the their all their role in visual novels. That, that was good. Good research. Uh, all right, well then, I just get to do two and one back-to-back because you're all out. I am. I was too good at always having the one that tied into yours. That worked well, and we, we played off each other's shows well for studios. So my number two, well, let's see if you can let's see if you can guess it because I could have guessed key. Well, you won't guess two. I'll I'll give you a chance to guess one. But my number two is Genko. So they have done Elfin Lied, Excel World, High School DxD, Sword Art Online, though it's not my favorite, and Toradora. So I let's see. I can get some background since you don't have this one. So they're a production and like they do production and like the normal studio stuff, founded fairly recently, March third, nineteen ninety seven. So I thought that was interesting. Is they're not new, but fairly recent. No, I mean that's. That, I mean seriously, that's almost you know, four. That's almost twenty years ago now. At this point, it's eighteen years ago. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not nineteen oh one. Yeah, it's not nineteen oh one. But yeah, I mean ninety seven. From, I mean, ser- um, I'm not trying to talk over you or anything, but 97, that's that's almost like a, a bazillion years ago at this point mm-hmm. in anime. And I I liked them because they could handle like such diverse shows, in my opinion. High School DxD being the ultimate fan service comedy show. You have Excel World being the superior version of Sword Art, in my opinion, and they also do Sword Art. And then you have, uh, let's see, more diverse things, like um... I totally lost my train of thought. Elfin Light is different than comedy. We covered that. Excel World is different than those. Oh, and then we have Toradora, like the drama show. So they have all these, like, I like to think in terms of, like, car companies. They have, like, flagship-type genre shows like Toradora. Like, basically anyone that likes, like, romance and drama holds Toradora in high regard. And same with Elfin Light for kind of horror. And High School DxD is, like, the fan service comedy show. So to me, their strengths are having, like, they don't make a ton of shows in general, but the stuff they make is like usually a big leader in that genre, which I thought was really unique. Definitely. Hmm. What? I said definitely. But yeah. So that's a cool strength. It's different than like having one one niche like uh, some of the other ones, like Key. And then, all right, you have a chance to guess my my top, and I based it on my most watched for this one. The most shows watched. Hmm. Production IG. Mm, I was trying to look where those are. That's not the one. Production IG is fourth. Or no, wait, 30th with four shows. I've only watched Attack on Titan, Psychopaths, Guilty Crown, and Book Girl. But anyway, my number one is JC Staff. Ah. Which doesn't doesn't even sound like a studio, but it is. (laughs) It just sounds like... A staffing company. 
but they were founded slightly earlier in 1987, and they produced, it says, several well-known series, such as Revolutionary Girl Utena, which now I'll have to watch because it's my favorite studio, and I watched the first few episodes and actually liked it, but that's yeah, an older one watch for sure. Utena first before you start Penguin Drum. Okay. Neither one has to do anything with each other. I'm just by the same creator, all that good stuff. Okay. Udno was good. Or I think it's good, so I'm going to watch it. Uh, Shakugan no Shana, which I couldn't get into, but many people like. A certain Magical Index and Railgun, Railgun being one of my favorites. It says uh, they've also worked on Toradora. So, like, my two favorite shows from them are probably Torador and Railgun, but I was just looking at the list, and I've seen so many shows. I'll name a few. Uh, Bakuman, Hidden No Aria, uh, all the Railguns, all the Index, Witchcraft Works, Zero No Tsukima, uh, the, that one Maid show I never finished watching, Maid Sama. <laughs> they just have so much, and uh, fun fact, the J and C stand for Japan Creative. So they're Japan Creative Staff, which ah. makes it sound more artsy than just JC Staff. There you go. So that's a cool thing to know. And they've just done like uh, a lot of shows. Like Just scrolling through their Wikipedia page, they just have a ton. Their earliest show was Metal Fighter Miku, which I don't know much about, because it's probably because it's so old, but the the show I recognized two or a year later is Slayers. Man, the Slayers is that old? Yeah, ninety five. They've got like nine million versions. Of Slayers try, Slayers are, Slayers next. Right, and then Udno was ninety seven, and gotcha. followed by his and her circumstances. Yeah, oh my God, oh, it's a good show. <laughs> so I, I have a lot, maybe I have a lot to catch up on in my favorite studio. I have Udno and. Maybe I'll have to watch his and her circumstances. They read or die, which I always thought was a funny title, but I haven't seen it. Read um, or die, I've tried, yeah. I've, it's highly, highly regarded. I couldn't get into it, but I didn't really give it a chance either. Mm-hmm. And they also, I thought was interesting, they do the opening cutscenes in a few games, like guilt, all the Guilty Gear games. Which are fairly popular fighting games, so yeah, that's my favorite because I've watched the most of them. There you go. Um, yeah, they're really good. They were on my kind of like didn't make it list. Same mm-hmm. with PA Works, uh, Production IG, and Zebex. Okay. I don't know if I ever did not make it. Probably not. <laughs> that and Katakawa I really like too mm. I was going to do Bones Yeah Bones cause, is good too Because yeah, Chaika is really good currently And they did uh, Full Metal Brotherhood And Darker Than Black and Soul Eater So They have like a niche fighting type genre and I, I really enjoy them Definitely Alright well that was something I know yeah. I definitely learned Quite a bit yeah, I really enjoyed doing it and learning, so so take that, naysayers. We just entertained and informed. No, if you say that to me, but you were wrong here, and then they actually didn't produce that show. They actually only did in-between animation for episode <laughs> seven. I informed myself. Uh-huh. There you go. 
So, yeah. Um, we're going to look at other topics to go through and other top fives as well. Um, one we have in mind is our top ten uh, women in anime. Maybe say our top five anime favorite anime uh, girls. Yeah, see, there's always a best girl contest, but there you go, best girl, top five, best girls in shows. Yeah, but it's always done, in my opinion, shallow like. So it's like this girl was cute, which is fine, but wait until I convince you all that like this girl was superiorly witty. And so <laughs> there you go. High school so. DXD, Rhea Scrimmery was the best because her tits are massive. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. There you go. No, that's what we'll have John on. Yes, we like, need more well, in terms of bus size, she could only possibly rank four. Yes, there you go. But the great thing about this is it should make it easier for people to leave us a comment on bonsaibeat.com and say what like your favorite studio is because we can only cover five. And for every time we do this, it's much easier to talk about it than just a review because you've probably heard a review of the show by the time we get around to doing it. Yeah, could be. Could be. Man, look, look at you. Advertising away. I am proud of you. Yeah, well, I'm the one that uh, moderates the website so well, so efficiently. So Yes. There so you let go. me moderate your comment. Come comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with uh, hopefully a review. I don't know. We shall see. Yeah, we have a whole range of topics now. There you go. Mystery box. There you go. And if there's anything you want to watch, or uh, I should say anything you want us to review, or anything we should watch, let us know. Bonsaibeat.com. Check out bonsaibeat.com front slash reviews. There you'll find a review index of all the shows we've reviewed, our interviews we've done with folks, and um, our top five shows uh, as well. So. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.